Welcome to the Intuitively Aligned Podcast, a place for changemakers to cultivate their intuition and foster greater impact in their everyday lives. I am your guide, Sydney Bloom. Hi, friends. Welcome to today's solo episode. To start out, I want to reiterate an invitation to each and every one of you to join me live on Wednesday, November 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for a December intention setting circle. We are going to practice grounding. We are going to vision the month ahead and then set intentions personally and collectively to serve our best and highest good as we move into the month of December the end of 2023, and the darkest days of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. I really hope that you can come. And if you're interested, email me at sydneybloom at gmail.com and I will send you the Zoom link. This is a free event. For today's episode, we are going to be talking about how important intentions are, not just for living a joyful and empowered life, but for cultivating your own intuition in service of positive impact. I've heard some people say that actions speak louder than words and that your intentions don't really matter. I disagree. My experience has been that personally grounding and clarifying my intentions is actually the most important and profound first step in orienting my own thoughts, my own words, and actions toward the highest possible outcomes in my life. It is the difference between living and feeling like life is being done to you, as opposed to consciously being aware of your power to co-create your own reality. What is an intention? According to the Oxford Dictionary, An intention is a thing intended, an aim or plan, the healing process of a wound in the medical sense. According to dictionary.com, an intention is an act or instance of determining mentally upon some action or result, the end or object intended. Purpose. Intention, intent, and purpose according to dictionary.com, all refer to a wish that one means to carry out. In all of these cases, the word intention is referring to holding something in your mind or body that you wish to bring into your physical reality. Intention setting is also a foundation of intuitive alignment, and one of the most critical tools to open your intuition in a way that will amplify love, release fear, and serve your best and highest good. Today, I want to give one example of how clarifying intentions has supported transformational outcomes in my life, and in this case, wanting to buy a house. So I went through a time in 2017 where I was practicing really, really deep gratitude. And I remember over a decade ago doing a values assessment that ranked gratitude as my number one value. So it's always been a really high value. But in 2017, 
I decided to really deepen that practice by writing out my gratitudes morning and night and not just writing out what I was grateful for, but also writing out why. Now, at that time, Dan and I were living together and we had started talking about wanting to buy a house. And I remember one specific night where we went on a dog walk with Rudy in our neighborhood and we started talking about what was really possible because Initially, we thought that to get the things we wanted in a house, we would have to leave Toronto. And we'd been entertaining this idea of maybe moving to Hamilton, or do we need to think about looking at Burlington or these other cities that are outside of Toronto? And as we were talking in what I would say is a bit of a limiting way, where we were saying, we're not going to get this here, we're not going to get that there. We stopped and looked at each other and said, let's do this differently. Let's just talk about what it is that we see having in our home. And as we imagine these things, if what we want is to live in Toronto, let's hold the intention that we will find it here. So we kept on walking and we started talking and we said, well, it would be amazing to have a driveway. And Initially, we felt that temptation into, yeah, but like so many houses in Toronto don't have driveways. And, you know, is that being too picky? And we said, no, no, remember, this is an exercise. This isn't about like, what are the probabilities of finding it? This is casting a dream into the universe and doing it very playfully as a brainstorm and not worrying about it. And so we started talking and we said, well, we'd love to have a driveway We would love to have a backyard because obviously we had Rudy in our life. And then we also wanted to have children. We talked about wanting to have a bathroom on the main floor of the house and then having a bathroom upstairs. And I remember chiming in and saying, well, wouldn't it be cool if there were three bathrooms? Like maybe there's a powder room, but there's actually two bathrooms because in the place that we were living in at the time, we had one bathroom and There were often moments, and again, this is probably a very privileged chair, and I'm aware of that, but there were so many moments where one of us would be in the bathroom, and then the other one would need to be rushing out the door and need to brush their teeth or take a quick shower. And so I sort of sprinkled that intention in to say, well, actually, if it's possible to get, you know, two and a half or three bathrooms, that would really be amazing. I love to cook, and so I also dreamed of having a gas stove and We talked about loving nature and how amazing it would be to be walking distance from trails. And we just painted this really, really dreamy picture that if you'd heard our conversation beforehand felt so far off from where we had started in this framing of things that we felt like we would end up being forced to do in order to get something that resembled what we wanted rather than really doing that big, big dreamy dream, which is where we landed. So that was happening in the winter of 2017. And one thing I will say is that we were always looking at real estate listings online. However, we both felt like we didn't want to start viewing places and going to showings until we actually have the financing set up. Because if we view a place and we want to make an offer, it would be so painful to then not be able to move forward. So At the time we did that walk, we dreamed the big dream. And there were so many details. Like, I'll just give you a few more details. I I love taking a bath. And I said, I really want to have a bathtub upstairs. Again, it felt like a distant dream because the apartment we were in did not have a bathtub. It had this 
really dingy little shower. Another dream that we had was that there would be space to have a veggie garden. We needed a space for my husband to have his office because in the place that we were living in at the time, it was a one bedroom plus den. And his office was in the den, which was also our TV area. And so there would often be times where I'd be like sitting watching TV and he'd be working. And although we really love hanging out together a lot, we both felt like it would be great for him to have an actual office since he worked from home. And wouldn't it be great to have some extra space so that I could also do my own practice? Fast forward, in the month of June, I started this really, really rigorous gratitude practice. And I started the gratitude practice not with any specific aim in mind. I just really wanted to integrate deeper spiritual understanding into my experience of reality. And I also had the intention, as always, that this and everything that follows would serve my best and highest good. And so I thought, well, let's go on a gratitude journey and see where it leads. So every morning and every night, I would write out in this journal 10 things I was grateful for and why. And I did it in detail. And I tried to not ever repeat the same gratitude, although sometimes I may have had gratitude for the same people, but for something different. But I really tried to keep it big and small and broad. And I continued that practice for many, many weeks with that level of intensity and diligence. And I started adding other gratitude practices in, like taking bills. And once they were paid, writing thank you on them. I remember going out of my way to thank people who had met with me or follow up on conversations with friends, just bringing a much deeper level of attention to the way that people give and share their energy and holding that with reverence. So I started the gratitude practice in June. And I also want to mention that at that point, Dan and I had been together for several years and I was really, really dreaming of getting engaged and us getting married. And I was quite sure he felt the same way. We talked about it. We were really aligned on what our life goals were and our values. And I just felt like, why hasn't it happened yet? And I think anyone who is married or engaged and who was waiting to get engaged can identify with that feeling, albeit maybe a traditional feeling. And within two weeks of starting the gratitude practice, Dan proposed to me and I was totally shocked. I was not expecting it to happen that day. And and the whole story of that, I'll say, but the super intensive gratitude practice was really putting me into a lot of clarity around my intentions because really gratitude in a sense is celebrating what already is and holding it in your heart and being thankful for it. And gratitude is also this very deep magnetic intention setting where you imagine what it is that you're dreaming of and then give thanks for it happening in the future. So I was giving thanks for us finding our dream home and making an offer and the offer being accepted. I was giving thanks for this beautiful surprise engagement with Dan. I was getting very, very specific about everything that I was dreaming of, including gratitudes for work challenges getting resolved, calling on miracles. I was doing all of it. And I would say within two weeks of getting engaged, We decided that we were ready to start looking for houses and that if we found the right house, we'd be ready to make an offer. And 
because of how we had set our intentions, we decided we're just going to start looking in Toronto. And on the very first day of looking at listings, we were scheduled to see two listings. And we woke up that morning and Dan showed me a listing on his phone and said, hey, hon, do you think we can get in and see this? Look at this. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. It's all the things that we talked about. And I'm not even kidding you. Literally, it felt like the listing just fell out of the air. It had gone up overnight. We saw that it was posted. Our agent, who is our good friend, set it up and we viewed the first two listings, one of which was like a horror. I will say it was a listing we'd wanted to see. If anyone ever questions whether you can feel energy, you should visit that house, but don't because the energy was just so, so scary. But I will say I started going up the stairs and I actually physically couldn't go any further because what had happened in that home was just too violent for me and we had to leave. So that was a thing. And then finally, we were on our way to see this third listing, which was the surprise listing that Dan had found that day. And we walked in and stood in the dining room. And the dining room is between a a front living room and an extension, which is a big solarium. I always call it a big solarium. It's not a big room, but the energy in the room is big because there's so much beautiful natural light. And I remember standing in the dining room and feeling angels flying everywhere. And I don't care what you believe in or not. Like I really believe everyone to their own, but I felt angels. And then we walked through the house and we looked at it and it literally ticked off every single box according to that vision and that intention that we had set all those months earlier on that walk together where we decided to step out of our constrained, well, you know, what should we do? What do we think is reasonable? And went for the big dreamy manifesting brainstorm of what would be ideal. And so in the end, we literally looked at each other and said, this is the house. And because I always set intentions with not just grace and love, but ease, grace and love, it actually worked out that I had to go to a bachelorette party at a cottage that weekend. So bless Dan's heart because he did so much work on that offer. But also I managed to literally sign on our house from a cottage bachelorette and we were able to get this house that we had thought wouldn't even be possible. Now, I share this story with a lot of sensitivity for the fact that we are in much harder economic times now as a society and as a world than we were back in 2017. But I also just really wanted to share that story with you because I think it shows the power of letting yourself dream, of letting yourself vision. If we hadn't allowed ourselves to do that big dreamy brainstorm, we might not have actually had the clarity of what we wanted to even look for that. We might not have even been looking in Toronto. And yet because we had allowed for it, we were able to search and ultimately find it. One other fun thing that I'll mention is that we wrote a love letter to the seller. Now, everybody I knew at the time did this. You would write a heartfelt letter to the person selling the house and include a picture and hope, (laughs) hope to the heavens that they would value what you were sharing and want to see you in the home. But I also thought that kind of everybody knew about that. Now, when we made our offer and when the offer was accepted, 
we learned that the seller and the seller's agent had never seen that before. And we had written a truly, truly heartfelt letter sharing who we are as people, sharing our dedication to community, our desire to create a positive impact in both of our personal worlds and professional worlds. And it was also just so life-affirming and heartwarming that the seller had felt so deeply touched the fact that our offer was received, that all of the love that we put into our letter was sincerely felt by the seller and that we got this house that was our dream house really affirmed to me the power and the importance of carving out space to get grounded, to get clear, and then to actually set intentions that will serve your best and highest good. I hope that you enjoyed this one example of how we manifested our home and some of the practice that went into that. I hope that you are noticing how central intention setting is to everything I do. And part of why I share this story is really to give a reminder that intentionality and multisensory knowing and intuition are practices that we can and should be applying to every aspect of our life. Intuition isn't a separate, other spiritual practice that you do when you're alone in your room at night and you're meditating. Yes, you can do that. (laughs) But more importantly, and I think part of what my deep mission is here with you, is that intention setting becomes a way of life. It becomes an embedded practice that you bring with consciousness and awareness as you move through your life in every which way. And as you bring awareness to how you move and you remember who you are and you remember what your deepest desires are, you will find yourself not just living more authentically, not just showing up in a way where your words and actions more accurately represent your desires and your thoughts, but you will increase your own intuitive sensing and perception because you are holding all of that in your being and in your awareness. I would love to know what you think of that story. I would love to hear your stories of the power of intention setting and how you manifested important things or people or experiences in your lives. I definitely have lots of more exciting stories to share with you. And I also hope that if you're available on Wednesday, November 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern time, you will join me and a beautiful group that is already starting to come together for our December intention setting circle. To our audience, I want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe, share, or click the notification button on your podcast platform. For those listening on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful for a five-star rating and a written review. This will also make it easier for other listeners to find the show. I also want to give a shout out to our podcast producer, Wilson Lynn. And I want to thank you again for joining me on this journey. I can't wait for you to hear the next episode.